Hi, welcome to Kastoshi. And today we talk to Alex Zeltzer of Ensure.ai. Hi, Alex. Hey, Zubair. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. So could we start by you telling us the, the quick pitch for Ensure.ai? Like, why should anybody care? Sure. So, so Ensure.ai is a payment fraud prevention platform. Um, we've, uh, we've established it after um, uh, being a merchant on our own and suffering uh, you know, enormous amount of chargebacks while selling digital gift cards, which are extremely uh, fraudster attractive. And once we realized that this is a problem that spans way beyond the, the digital gift card market, decided to, uh, you know, and create uh, create a company that is dedicated to solving that kind of problem. And the real problem we solve is a payment fraud issue that happens on online only. And um, what most people don't know is that when payment fraud happens online, it's the liability of the merchant, which means if you as a consumer see a line on your credit card statement you don't recognize and you call your issuer bank and say you know guys that's not my transaction i want to get my money back you normally don't know and obviously don't care where it comes from because someone has to pay for it now if it's a card present transaction or anything that's done in brick and mortar you know the banks take the liability and they solve it between themselves if it's a card not present transaction or anything that happens online and slightly beyond that the liability lies with the merchant who has actually sold it, the merchandise. So he's eventually left without the merchandise and with the chargeback, meaning without the cash. Um, now, this is uh, specifically painful or more painful for some of the merchants, specifically for those that deal with what we call digital goods, digital assets, digital services, anything that is uh, uh, is immediately transferable means it doesn't, you know, it doesn't need a truck to get delivered to your doorstep, but it is delivered in an email, a text message, a WhatsApp, or whatever. And then the second thing is it can be resold online, so it has liquidity. There's a liquid aspect to it. So when you look at uh, when you look at, uh, at at these type of goods, um, the immediate uh, the immediate delivery nature of the of the of the of the of, of, of the product has uh, created two specific issues. Uh, the first one. If you think about uh, a merchant selling in, you know, uh, fashion or consumer electronics, they have time to reassess the risk on the transaction all the way through until the, you know, the the, the FedEx truck stops by the doorstep and leaves the package, right? Because if they stop the delivery at any given point in time before that happens, nothing happened from their perspective, and usually that happens a few hours, at least a few hours, sometimes a couple of days, and you have time to reassess the risk. It completely changes the game if you think about it. Uh, you know, a lot of people get text messages today for, you know, for notifying them about a transaction. People can say, no, 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 that I didn't do that. And obviously the transaction is not going to go through. Uh, a lot is still done overnight with batches with Visa, MasterCard, Amex, and they can flag the transaction as being fraudulent at that point in time. And when that happens, you stop the transaction, nothing happens. And most of the risk gets blocked by that, uh, let's call it delayed delivery. And, and 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 that has created an issue where the the standard or legacy fraud prevention platforms are used to the fact that they have time to reassess the risk within hours or days after. Now you know if you're selling crypto or you're selling a, a gift card or you're selling um, you know a game on Xbox, there's no there's no chance, right? You sold the game, you sold the gift cards, it's gone. There's nothing you can do about it. You have to take the decision immediately. That changes the risk profile. So what is the incentive online with chargebacks? Do credit card companies make money? No, no. So it's not an issue of the credit cards that make money on that. It's the issue that they're not liable. 
The fact is they don't they don't care about it because they don't pay out of pocket. It's as simple as that. And so let, let me take a step back. It's interesting how this, you know, how this thing happened. Why this is why I wanted to come to you because I'll try and tie it into your personal story as well. Because I want to know how you got here as well. Because sure. I, I read you about you online and you, you did mention that you'd started at about 40 in entrepreneurship. So this is very interesting because for, for me. Yeah. So, so, you know, if you look at the, if you look at the history of online payments in general, or if you look at credit, let's start from credit cards, right? In the fifties. So imagine the, imagine the, 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 the setup, right? So you, you, you have bank of America creating the first credit card. They go into a grocery store and tell the guy at the, you know, at the cash register, you know, you were, you're used to people coming in, giving you coins and bills and whatever. And then, and you give them the cheese, right? They give you the 10 bucks, you give them the cheese. Now, Tomorrow, there's going to come in a, a person with a with a plastic card that you've never seen before. You'll have numbers etched into it. We'll give you a small machine. You'll take a few people, a few uh, pieces of paper with carbon copy between them. You'll put it in that machine. You'll do this uh, strange swiping yeah. <laughs> gesture. You'll get the number etched into your now now copied into your into your paper. You write down ten bucks. You'll have the customer sign. You'll put it in your cash register and you give them the cheese. Mm. The guys looked at them and said, guys, sorry, you, you, you're missing the point. I'm a retailer. I'm not giving the cheese until I see the, the 10 bucks. Not going to happen. But they said, don't worry about that. We're a bank. We're, we're regulated by the government. If you have that piece of paper and it's signed, it's the same as having a, 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 a bill. It's mm -hmm. the same thing as, as having the cash. You're guaranteed to get the 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, by the way, it would never have started. Right? No one would accept it. But that was on one end. On the other hand, they did the same, right? Because up to, the, to, to, to that point in time, if you lost your wallet, you lost 100 bucks or 150, whatever is in there. Now, when you lose that piece of plastic, you may lose your entire bank account. No one would carry their bank account in their pocket, right? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Now, think about, um, you know, a couple of months later that that grocery store gives them a call and says, you know, I have a, a great client. His name is Uber. He calls me every Tuesday and he places an online, he places an order for about a thousand bucks. And then he comes in on Friday in the afternoon at the, at the, at the worst possible time, right? There's a, there's a huge line. He has to stand through that line. He has to give me that piece of plastic. I have to do this strange gesture you asked me to do, put it in the cash register, give him the packages that are already ready for him. And then he walks. Um, you know, we, we, we all understand it's just the number, right? So when I speak to him on the phone, he gives me the order. I can write it down on that same piece of paper you gave me. Instead of doing that gesture, I'll write it down. He comes in, he'll sign the paper, whatever you want. He'll sign the paper, whatever you want to do, all good. And then I'll give him the, I'll give him the, uh, um, you know, the, the groceries and he doesn't have to stand in line, nothing. It's all good. Uh, and they said, you know what? It sounds like, a, 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 it, it sounds great, right? Because God forbid he may come in and, and pay you cash. We don't want that to happen, right? We mm -hmm. prefer that he pays with a credit card and he can do that on the phone. Mm -hmm. However, you only take the transaction if you recognize the person. If you recognize his voice, you know him, it's someone you trust, because we're not going to guarantee that transaction. You haven't mm -hmm. seen the card. You don't know who that is. We're not going to guarantee these transactions. And that's how this card not present transaction uh, uh, um, concept was born, so that's that's that. And then twenty years later, well, that's they, cardholder they, not present. Yeah, 
Sorry? That means so that means card holder not present. No, it's card not present. It's called oh. card not present, not card holder. It's oh, it means I haven't card. seen a physical card. Yeah. You haven't yeah. seen the physical card. That that was at, at the time there was nothing else, right? It's only physical. Hmm. Now, 20 years later, they go again and then they call the, 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 the bank and they say, you know, there's a new thing. It's called the internet. And the bank asks, the inter what? And they say, yeah, the internet, it's the internet. And you can take transactions there. Hmm. The bank listens to the story and say, oh, no, no, no problem. You can take the transactions. It's a card not present transaction, right? The card was not there. It's your liability. If you want to take it, we're very happy. We prefer that you do. We're not going to guarantee these transactions. And that's uh, how that, you know, it's, it's born in sin, right? There's no reason for that not to be the bank's liability. No reason. Uh, and, uh, and, and that's the case today. Actually, just taking a quick tour to crypto, yeah. is this something that think like if people paid, for example, with USDC, uh, or some stable coin in crypto, like could be Tether or something. Um, would that get rid of this problem? Yes. Yes, today, yes. Uh, the, the, the issue with, uh, with that, I think, is the, the fact that it is non-reversible is what creates a, a problem on the other side for the consumers where they they know, you know, if you pay with a credit card, unless you get stuck with, with a bank that you wouldn't mention the name, right? You, you know that you can reverse the transaction. Same is true if you, you know, if you transfer funds out of your bank, if you can prove that you did not intend to, it was a mistake or whatever, the regulation is going to help you receive the funds back because the regulation is always for the consumer. If you do the same for USDC, for instance, it's done, right? You transfer the funds, it's in someone else's wallet. You're never going to see that again. There's nothing, not, nothing you can do except for that person who or company that you've delivered, you know, that you've transferred it to and say, okay, you're right, we're going to return it. There's nothing that guarantees that that's going to happen. However, it does completely resolve the chargeback issue because a chargeback, again, is something that happens when me, I, as a consumer, I pay for something or a fraudster pays for something uh, online to a merchant using a stolen credit card. And then the original owner of the credit card says, hey, guys, that's not my purchase. And then the merchant is out of pocket. In this case, if the merchant accepts USDC, or any kind of crypto for that matter, regardless of if it's a stable one or not, it's done. Once that crypto is transferred, it's his. No one can take it away. So yes, if you're a merchant and you're accepting only crypto online, you don't have that problem. It's done. So you remember I said the first problem that that digital good merchants or digital asset merchants have is the fact that um, the, the, the delivery is immediate. And as a result of that, the risk profile is different, right? You, mm. You don't have the time to reassess the risk. And as a result of that, the fraud prevention platforms are not used to that risk profile. So they're a bit confused. That's one. Or they see a risk profile they don't recognize. The second piece is, and which which is why crypto is so attractive to fraudsters or gift cards or, uh, or tickets, for that matter, is the fact that you can commit fraud at scale. And even more uh, interesting is that once you started using that list of stolen financial instruments that you acquired, um, there's a window of opportunity, right? There's a window of time. Someone's going to notice that something's wrong and they're going to shut it down. So the list is going to be shut down within a matter of hours mm. since the time you started using it. So you have to do it fast. And since the incentive is so high, you're willing to invest in it. You create machines that do that. So what you're actually seeing in crypto are machines that attack these, these uh, exchanges or on-ramps using fraudulent, uh, credit, fraudulent uh, payment instruments either credit cards or PayPal accounts or even bank accounts to try and get their hands on crypto. And once they got the crypto, it's done. They, you know, they, they removed the card from their list. They got their ROI. Now they go and 
whether if they want to, they, they turn the crypto back to cash or they keep it as crypto. Um, and, and that's what creates the issue. And if you look at crypto, um, again, the problem is it is so attractive to fraudsters and the fraud pro problem there, the, the, we call it fraud pressure, right? The mm -hmm. amount of fraud that comes is so high that, and without the right tools, the only tool you have in your hands is declining a lot of current mm -hmm. transactions. Because if you think about it, um, it's always a game, right? You have, uh, imagine yourself as a fraud prevention guy, right? What do you do? You see, you see traffic coming in. If someone tells you, hey, you, you need to get fraud down to zero. That's very easy. You accept zero transactions, zero fraud, no problem. But by the way, that's the only way to guarantee zero. Do crypto exchanges keep quiet about this? Because I don't hear them say much about it. Oh, they do. They do. If you talk to them, if you talk to them, you'll see how, if you think about, do you, are you familiar with the term on ramp? Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, look for, for, you mean like, um, KY seeing their customers and then. Yeah. Yeah. But the on ramp, there are on ramp solutions, mm. right? So there's an exchange mm. and there's an on ramp solution. An on ramp solution is a company such as uh, uh, um, MoonPay, I think, is the the most well known. But Ramp Networks is one, Banksa is one, Circle is one, Mercurial mm -hmm. is one. There are many of those. The only thing they do, generally speaking, the only thing they do is they take care of the fiat to crypto. Mm -hmm. That's it. And the reason for that is that no one else knows because the fraud level is so high. The crypto exchanges they don't want to touch it. They don't know how to deal with it. They're saying someone else fix the problem. And so the problem is transferred to these on-ramp solutions mm. in most cases, right? If you're a Binance, you do it on your own. If, you, you know, mm. if you're a Coinbase, you do it on your own. If you're a smaller exchange, you go to an on-ramp solution. Mm. And then the on-ramp solutions are those that are taking care of the problem. And what they do is they decline a hefty part of the transactions. Mm. I can tell you, we have a few of them as our clients. Before we, before we were implemented, they were declining somewhere in the range of 55 to 60% of the transactions. Wow. 55 to 60% of the people that came online mm. and that gave you your the credit card information, right? It's, they, they said yes to the purchase. You declined 55 to 60% of them. Oh, wow. Insane, insane. That's the size of the problem. And after they used you, how much do they decline? Uh, that's a good question. That's an interesting question. So we take them from a 60% decline rate to roughly half than that to 30. And a part of it is done by the networks, by Visa, MasterCard, right? Which we cannot really help with, right? We, we cannot make them take the transaction. So some of it is done by the banks. We cannot help. We can help on the fraud screening side where we, today we guarantee more than 90% approval rate on that, on that piece. And the second piece where we can really help is on KYC, which you just mentioned, right? That everybody knows you have to go through KYC. However, um, what's interesting about it is that um, KYC is is required by regulation today in most countries in the world when you are uh, when you are uh, uh, transacting in crypto, but it is not required for every transaction and it is not required from zero. It is required, for instance, in the EU. It's required if you go above twenty five hundred euros for a certain you know for a certain uh, period of time. In the US, it's three thousand dollars. The reason, by the way, is that KYC is not necessarily a fraud prevention measure. It is an anti-money laundering measure. So you remember that the, the thing we're trying to stop is scalable fraud. It's when someone has created a machine and they all come. It seems like a long list of seemingly legitimate individuals. 
coming in and they're trying to buy the inventory. It's very similar to if you know what distributed denial of services. Yeah, yeah, uh, DDoS attacks. Yeah, exactly. It's very similar from you look at from a pattern perspective. Looks like a DDoS. Ah, okay. And then what do you do? So I'll, I'll I'll give you one example. Let's say you see a consumer coming in and he hesitates twelve point three seconds before he. Uh, decides on uh, on whether to buy crypt, uh, Bitcoin or Ether. And then you can't say anything about it. Mm. A second later, someone comes in and he hesitates 12.3 seconds as well. <laughs> okay, let's take a look at that. And mm. imagine what happens on the fifth or sixth. If you're looking at it and trying to match it, then you'll see, okay, it looks like they're all coming from different places. The IP addresses mm. are different, different countries, different payment methods. It looks very similar in behavior. It looks like a ring. It looks like they all come from one place. We're going to stop that. Oh, so you see patterns. Exactly. So, so, so this means that if someone uses your service, they'll probably need some JavaScript or some code embedded exactly. in the site. And exactly. you watch how the user behaves and watch... you look for patterns in there, which you exactly. which you, you, um, you analyze with AI. and you feed I look at everything. I look at yeah. every click, every gesture, every everything you do on the website, regardless of the transaction itself. So I'm keeping the, I, I have, you know, I have device fingerprinting and all of that. So I'm mm. keeping track of what you're doing. It sounds, you know, sounds mm. scary. But, you know, everything's GDPR compliant, where we're not sharing that with anyone. We're mm. only using that to identify whether someone is now taking advantage of the, of the situation. As a company then, uh, uh, how have you been going since, is it 2013? Is it? No, no. So we had a company that that was a gift card marketplace mm. that was started in thirteen, even a little bit earlier than that. And sure, it's been around only from nineteen. Mm. We've started. Okay, okay. And, and, and you're doing well. You're doing well, aren't you? And sure, oh, we're doing amazingly well. Not sharing and, numbers, but yes. And you're still well. growing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We're growing. Last year, so we're now looking at the numbers compared to last year, where we've grown from a revenue perspective almost three hundred percent. And the worse the economy gets, the better you do because people want to save money. And get more business. <laughs> so, so there are two there are two sides to everything, right? So, yes, people are more interested in in getting that type of service because basically it says we can get you more of your of your the same traffic. Don't do any marketing expenses. We mm. get you more. And on the other hand, we tell them don't send it to manual review. We'll do it automatically, and it mm. costs less. If if you send anything to manual review, it costs less. It costs more than a system. Mm. So yes, we have these these levers that we can use. However, uh, deals are slower. Mm. So there are more approvals and, and ours are, I would say we don't do less than six figure deals. Mm. And uh, some of the deals are seven figures and, and it takes time. It just mm. takes time. So I can tell you, you know, we, we got delayed probably by four months on, on one of the biggest deals we've done this mm. year. We got delayed by four months because it had to go through two more uh, uh, approval stages that we had no yeah. idea. That, that's the sales cycle, I guess. Yeah, yeah long sales and, cycle. And it takes, and now it takes a bit longer because of the yeah, economy. Yeah, takes yeah, yeah. I mean, where do you think we'll be in five or ten years? Um, do you think we'll be in a good place or a bad place for consumers? Who will the winners be? Will Visa and Mastercard survive? Really so, so it's, it's a good question. I think you know, Visa and Mastercard are are almost too big to fail, right? It's, it's. Uh, I don't, I don't see. They never say too big to fail. You never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Not yeah. not today. Not, not in the no. crypto world today, right? Um, but but I think that um, I, I I don't see them uh, failing, and they do a really good job at what they do. 
Um, but I, I do believe uh, that a few things will happen. Number one is we will see the regulation change and requiring the banks to take liability for the problem. Oh, really? Um, yes, I believe so. Well, what, why is that? What, why, what do you think will be the, um, the push for that? Be because it, it's a mistake. It should never have happened. And they realize it, right? So the, the, the merchants are fighting to get it back to the banks because they're saying, guys, I understand when we just started the internet in the 2000s and the, or the 90s yeah. and people thought that it's okay for these transactions to be card not present and not yeah. protected, I guess it's okay. Today, it's trillions of dollars that are being transacted and people eventually suffer. So because you know maybe you're not seeing that because the consumer gets taken care of, we're paying for payment fraud prevention, right? We're paying for that. Who do you think pays for that eventually? Are we not taking that back to the consumer? Obviously, but, we are. but they but they need some for them for banks to change. They'll need to be a, a counterforce. Is that companies exactly. like yourself? So so yeah. So for me, it doesn't really matter if I sell to the banks or to the or to the merchants, right? Uh, mm. The service is required, right? Uh, mm. The ability to detect fraud online mm. is not going to change. Mm. It's going to change who needs to do that. So in my opinion, it's an opinion, I don't know, right? But it's an opinion. I believe that it'll go, the, the liability will slowly, not immediately, slowly shift to the banks. And as a result of that, we'll see better performance. And we'll see, so for the consumer, it'll be a better, and for the merchants, it'll be a better solution, in my opinion. And it'll make the fraudsters' lives harder. And by the way, when that happens, they go elsewhere. Right. So, you know, I don't know if um, if you're familiar with that, but um, you probably remember what EMV is. Right. The, you know, the fact that you need to key in your code on the, you know, for credit cards. Right. If you you go with a credit card now, the last country, I think, in the world that, did, that was the U.S. as usual. So, you know, today you have EMV in the U.S. as well. So you have to key in your code when you're using the card physically. Right. When that happened, you could see a, a huge spike in online fraud because, it created an obstacle for the fraudsters that used physical systems because mm -hmm. now you need another step and it created, uh, you know, it created an obstacle. They moved online. The same would happen once the banks take the liability and become better at it. Fraudsters would find different ways of committing fraud. It'll move either to account takeovers, which we're seeing a little bit happen mm -hmm. today, account, you know, taking over your account in the bank, etc. Um, it will move to different avenues. So if, if I'd had to predict the future from that perspective is number one, I would see the banks take a bigger chunk of the liability. And as a result of that, fraudsters moving to 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 adjust to that and, and commit fraud in different ways. Right. So, so today, if you look at payment processors, everybody has some kind of a solution on their own, right? Either they bought something or they've created one for their own. Usually these are rule-based systems, usually. Rule-based systems that are not very, you know, are not very effective against scalable fraud. Mm -hmm. um, and and yes, I, I I do believe we we we've had a discussion with a number of uh, interesting uh, uh, processors uh, in the last year. And and yes, we will see our service being distributed by them or being embedded within their solution mm -hmm. uh, for high risk. Um, so we will see that happen, and we will see more and more of that. I'm sure. Even today, you'd see fraud prevention platforms that are part of a processor solution. You'd see that. So yes, I, I believe that would uh, that would happen. And if I look at the overall industry, I believe more and more of that would be, as as I mentioned, would go towards the banks. Yeah. And, and I think that specifically, if you look at uh, if you look at crypto, yeah. I think that um, uh, one of the things that we'll see happen in crypto is we will see reversals. 
we will see that at some point, um, um, you know, reversals in crypto would become possible. It's very different. It's already there. It's already there with some. In Ethereum, some people have already implemented it. Exactly, exactly. So there are certain, there are certain uh, level three, um, I think, uh, um, uh, protocols that would allow for that. And I think that that would be, that would be essential for mass uh, adoption because because that that feeling of you press the button it's gone there's nothing you can do about it it's tough for people it's mm. tough for people so i think that uh, we'll see that happen and when we see that happen we'll see bigger adoption of crypto mm. and if you combine that with what's going on with web3 even though it's stalled at this point mm. uh, but if you combine that i think we'll see a lot of uh, you know a lot of this virtual virtual world that becomes a lot more payment savvy. Mm. Uh, we were dedicating a lot of our uh, resources today to uh, deal both with crypto and NFTs. Even though you know the the market dynamics there are not great, it doesn't mean that the opportunity is not there. Mm. Um, so we're we're investing a lot in that to uh, to identify how can we help these industries because I personally believe that that would create a whole new economy. Mm. Um, so you know if I if I had to guess where you'd see payment for prevention platforms going in the future it's to the banks on one hand on the fiat level and to the virtual world on you know on the other on web3 okay makes a lot of sense okay um okay so i think that's all my questions um so for the sake of the audio listeners could you just uh, spell your company website and where they can find you sure sure so uh, if you're interested guys it's uh, ensure.ai it's n s u r e like the letter n and then the word sure ensure.ai that's it okay great nice and simple <laughs> all right thanks so much for your time today it was very interesting and i, I learned a lot from that <laughs> Thank thanks you. a lot Zubair. it was a pleasure to be here thanks